Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hello again. Welcome back for another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie, the founder of Defy the Status Quo, a personal brand and marketing consultancy. And with me again today, I have Mrs. Shay Cook. She is the founder of Crusaders for Change, which is a personal finance coaching and counseling organization. She works both with individuals and couples as well as organizations and agencies, including government agencies, which has always been something very near and dear to my heart because Shay has a lot of experience working with military service members, and that's always meant a lot to me. So Shay, thank you so much for joining me again today. Thanks, Ruthie. All right. So you guys, if you've listened to more than just a few episodes of the podcast, you know how we do this. Uh, so Shay's Entrepreneur Journey episode was actually the one previous to this one. So do be sure to listen to that one as well. But we are going to dive right into a topic where Shay and I are planning on having a really good time with this. But the title of today's episode, which you saw probably is called God's Money, The Crossroads of Religion and Money. And so this is something Shay and I have talked about a little bit, but <laughs> I had actually stopped myself before we started recording because I didn't want to ruin it and use up all my you know, good mental juices. But this has always been a topic that's been a little difficult for me because I was raised Christian. And so I never really, un- it was very hard to reconcile these things. It felt like a dissonance existing in my mind. And with a little bit of discussion Shay and I have had about it, it makes me wonder how many other people are experiencing that dissonance and maybe it wasn't just me. So to start, Shay, I would love to know what you consider to be some of the most harmful stereotypes or misunderstandings that people of faith have around money. Yes. Thanks again, Ruthie. This is a great opportunity to discuss the subject that, again, was shown to me last year. So I'm going to have to start my own podcast. I'm just saying, because this is something <laughs> very rich to my, my heart and soul and spirit, God's money. As a Christian, I grew up Catholic, but and then we became Baptist. And then you know, it's kind of non-denominational, but traveling around the world and also in college, I actually studied took classes, courses on different religions, learning about Buddhism, learning about Islam, Muslims, learning about Judaism, the list goes on, Hinduism, so and then Christianity, of course. So I've been living in Turkey specifically and gotten getting to speak to Muslims and learning about the Quran and all that was just an amazing experience. So putting myself out there open in that is very important. And I also want to say I am not a religious leader. I'm not a reverend, a pastor. I have to put that caveat disclaimer there because my family members are. My dad and mom are both ordained reverends. So I am not an expert in this when it comes to the, the scripture and all that. But Wow, the misunderstandings. I want to start first with First Timothy 10. If you know anything about the Bible, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through 
with many sorrows. So we always hear about the love of money is the root of all evil or money is the root of all evil. They always mm-hmm. kind of leave out the love of it, which means from the Christian standpoint that, you know, you're idolizing the money. You're putting money before God. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what the misconception, misunderstanding is. If you're putting money before family, if you're putting money before God, if you're putting money before whatever's important in your life, whatever you value, then that is more of like the root of evil. But people always want to cut out the front and the back and focus on money is the root of all evil. Not necessarily. So, and and really, you look at other religious practices, they too believe in that as well. But they're very clear that it's about the love of money. It's not about Mm -hmm. the money. The tool, you know, I always talk about in many different settings, the money keys, which talks about how to manage money, the opportunity, necessities, experience, and how you are, what you are when you becomes you know making money and stuff like that but the end in the money keys is an acronym is necessity money is a necessary tool but it's not the end goal and a lot of people get they just get confused with that so i think it's just a matter of clarifying that and make you know having a better understanding about just that scripture alone or about that statement that you know your end goal shouldn't be money but what you plan to accomplish with it and money is really not evil if <laughs> you do good things. But people do great things with money. People do bad things with money. So, but I just really believe in the scripture and when, whenever, whoever you worship or whatever religious practice you have that, you know, money is sometimes the misunderstanding. And like you said, harmful stereotypes can be very, very, it can be, I don't want to use the word again, but harmful, but devastating to some people. Absolutely. So I think, like you said, money is a tool, right? So if we mm-hmm. switch out money with car, Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, it, I think it becomes a little more like, OK, well, yeah, like I can take my kids to school in a car or, you know, or I could be not paying attention and rear end somebody. And mm-hmm. that would be horrible. Right. And and harmful. So, you know, money is a tool like anything else. And so let's let's dive a little bit deeper there. So in your work, how have you seen this like misconception around, you know, money versus the the love of money. How have you seen that play out in your work? How does this misconception rear its ugly head? Well, I can speak mostly from, again, I'm not an expert in this. I just want to put that disclaimer again because, you know, this is contrary to some beliefs, but I, especially dealing with Christians, and obviously I deal with a lot of Christians, not obviously, but I do because of who I worship, but Christians struggle, the ones that I help with, especially with the tithes. I mean, that could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> People <laughs> will pay their tithes and offerings and, and not be able to pay their bills. I don't understand. I, I mean, man. I don't understand. I don't. I pay my tithes and offerings too. But if I if and when I was a broke, you know, married to a broke airman at the time, I couldn't afford to pay. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I did pay. It. I had to pay my favor my daughter or my bills. You know that I'm sorry I had to do that. I mean, I feel like I have to apologize. But because to some Christians, you are wrong if you don't do that. So again, that's a whole another topic. But I, you know, just I see that working with people really struggle with. Should I pay my tithes and offerings? Should I go do this for, you know, serving? Like they just, they have this battle in their mind and battle in their spirit when it comes to taking care of themselves or taking care of their church or their community. So that's sometimes a hard conversation to have with Mm -hmm. people. I'm like, all right, we have to go way deeper into, okay, then what do you really value? Is it your church, your family? All that can be there, but what is the priority? And a lot of times it's, okay, I got to take care of my family. I got to take care of myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll put church third or fourth, 
again, I'm not saying that we're putting God third or fourth. God can still be at the forefront, but you need to take care of yourself and your family. So we have to go through that kind of, you know, exercise to get that because that can, that's it's so devastating because people, man, I have so many stories about that. It's, it's so devastating. Yeah. I believe that for sure. It's, it could be paying the tithes this month, right? And then not having what you need to be able to pay them next month if, you know, your power gets turned off or, or something like that happens. Like have no water, not- no food, your car get repossessed. Like, yeah, I've seen it all. Yeah, I've seen it all. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's definitely something that's definitely something to consider for sure. And so looking at it from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, something I've seen play out. So I like to work with what I call like soul-driven entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they're they're very driven for change, right? And so something that I'll see is that they would say like, oh, well, like, you know, it's not, it's not about the revenue for me. Because I'll ask that question like, okay, so how much revenue is coming in per month right now, right? Like, you know, because that's how we can kind of make some what, you know, set up our like marketing priority board, if you will. And, and they'll say, yeah, so we're making this much, but like money's not really the goal. We want to really focus on the mission. And it's like, okay, well, just before this question, I asked you what your goals were. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you have this goal of opening three offices next year in three different cities. And they're like, yeah, yeah, totally. And you want to hire a very diverse pool. You'd like to add you'd like to add 10 employees next year as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And you want to offer like the best benefits. Oh yeah, absolutely. We really want to take care of our people. Really want to take care of our people. And I'm like, okay, so how are you going to do that without the revenue? (laughs) Exactly. Like is the, how, like the, like, because they're saying the revenue is not important, but you have all of these goals. And that's like, that's the dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. That, that I've seen with entrepreneurs. And so then we kind of like, I mean, I'm no shake cook, mind you. But, but then that was just kind of what we had to do is like, okay, so I'd really like you to look at your revenue again. And then I want you to look at it through the lens of achieving those goals. How much revenue do you need to achieve those goals? And once we were able to make that shift, they're like, oh, okay, I got to look at this completely different. Like that was just, that was a really important shift I needed to make. I was like, you cannot separate your revenue goal from your other goals when your other goals cost, your other goals cost money. Exactly. You know, so that was just, that's something I've seen with entrepreneurs, I think quite a bit. And it's, it's something we got to change. And I, I don't know if this has been your experience in your entrepreneurial circles, but I think this can also lead entrepreneurs not to uh, charge enough for their services. Yes, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I have seen that. I've struggled with it. In 2016, when I started the business, I was just sharing this with somebody this morning because it was around the same time. I believe my uncle died that year or maybe the next year in 2017. I was talking to my other uncle who is a judge in Delaware and he was saying to me, I was telling him how I'm having a hard time pricing my services. And he's like, you need to charge what you're worth. You know, and I, that, that and I'm still struggling with that now. It's like, like you said, because I'm like, I'm, at the beginning, I was all about the mission, you know, empowering, equipping individuals, become financially free through counseling, coaching and classes. Okay, that's great. But I need a revenue and I need money to sustain not only my lifestyle, but my business. So it's a struggle, but I realize that. So when I'm looking at the goals, like I got to hire, I have to hire an amazing marketing, you know, representative, Ruthie, you know, I got to pay her. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that means I need to make more money. 
So yeah, it, it's the struggle, especially when you have, for me, again, coming from the God's money piece or even the religious piece, piece when you have a servant's heart and when you're serving God, you don't want to make it about money, but you know that money is a tool to get you where you need to be. So prosperity is not a bad thing, but sometimes when you have this, again, servant's heart or you religious underpinnings or just, you know, the word always, and whatever it might be that's driving you to do what you do, it's sometimes, it's, it's a struggle. Internally, mentally, there's a struggle. Spiritually, there's a struggle. But I want to help people, but I want to make money. But which ones? No, sometimes, again, the tool is what you need, the money to help people. So, and you need to charge what you work. So yeah, there is, a, and I see that with a lot of religious people that struggle with that. Some people it's easy. Yeah. Oh, I'm making all the money. I don't care. I'm helping people. I make money. You know, TD Jakes. You know, this person, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> no disrespect to TD Jakes, but you know, he's doing a great job. And then Joel Osteen, you know, they talk about prosperity, and people shame them. They have this big church. They have all this money, but they're helping people. They, you know, so, you know, again, there's a struggle. I can Actually, that was, that was something else that came to mind though, is that we do have a lot of shame attached mm. to prosperity, particularly when you're, you're in a church that has kind of that cutting off the, the love of money and we're going straight mm. to the money. It is, I remember growing up, it was not uncommon to hear church, you know, you, you know how church, anybody will talk around children, like children have no ears and no brain. <laughs> Like despite yeah. serious evidence to the contrary, like exactly. I'm in fifth grade, I'm in fifth grade with a 12th graders reading level and y'all are still talking <laughs> like I got nothing between my ears. But to hear, you know, adults talk to one another and they're kind of gossiping, right? Mm -hmm. Of oh, did you see that new car that they got? Yeah. But I mean, do you think that they can afford that? They're just oh, my pulling goodness. into the yeah. parking lot with this flashy car. So disrespectful. <laughs> How did disrespectful in their car? Like. <laughs> That just made them happy. Like you're not happy. Like reflect on your own life. But right. it, it makes it makes me wonder. You know, like is it people that they're bragging and being flashy, or are they being happy? Mm. Right. Like I think, like you know, we see it in the we call it bro marketing spaces, right? Like you've probably seen the Facebook ads where the the coach guy is like sitting in front of a Lamborghini that he probably <laughs> rented for the photo shoot, and he's sitting in front of the Lamborghini. And he's like, "Work with me, and I help you get a Lamborghini too." Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that's very flashy, and and again, very much for the love of money, as you mm -hmm. were talking about earlier. But you've got other people who are doing well for themselves and enabling livelihoods for other people. So they have their employees and they're building their empire, if you will. Like those people don't look like for love of money people for me. They look like people who have healthy relationships with money. But it makes me question the amount of shame that I'm, I'm not even going to say that's in a religious context exactly because a lot of the Christian views have, you know, pervaded like at least American, United States, American culture. Right. But like Christian or not, why do we have so much shame around it? Like doing well. We do. It's, it's that's a people problem. I don't even think like you said, that's not a religious problem. That's a people problem. And I don't know. I mean, I again speaking from the black woman perspective, that has things to do with just our culture and, mm -hmm. and you know, even going back to slavery. But I, I feel even to this day, I feel even knowing my numbers being I'm not wealthy, I won't be wealthy one day, but I'm I'm comfortable. Yeah, right. Put that out in the world. I I have a luxury car and I had shame around it. 
But I always knew I wanted this car. I saved five for years for it. I paid off my student loans. But see, you see how I just did that? That to me is me justifying what I don't need to justify, but I keep doing that because of the shame, because other family mm-hmm. members and friends are not doing as good as me. You know, and they're looking at me, how you and your husband do this? How you and your husband do that? You know, and because I work for it. <laughs> you know, there is a journey behind that. I have been in a you can go to my website and look at my blogs, especially my video blogs and my Sandy Change, who's loosely based off of my life. But there was a time where all I could eat was ramen and, and waffles because that's all I could afford. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have a journey where I've gone through and now I can afford a nice car and I still have shame about that. So. That's because of all the, you know, the, the whatever's been thrown at me from family and friends, people, they, you know, and like you said, they're miserable. So they project onto you their misery. And yeah, shame is real. And I deal with that a lot with clients. Okay, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I think that could definitely be a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> So what I will say is just having this talk, like I've been very careful about how I've talked to my, my kids. My oldest one is nine, but my youngest one's about to be three next month. I've been very careful about how we've talked about money because, you know, my husband and I, between us, like our childhood and like our level, like the social level that we were at in terms of income, like our children aren't going to experience that. At least that's how mm-hmm. things Like, I'm not going to say never, right? But at least up to this point, they haven't lived the way that we lived. And the way we lived was not the worst, but it wasn't what we've been able to provide for our own children. And so we've had interesting and careful conversations around money because I don't want my children to grow up with with feeling bad for doing well, Mm. you know? And especially in this space here where we talk about like that servant leadership and the servant entrepreneurs, like don't feel bad for doing well when your mission is to be out there helping people. If you are experiencing prosperity and abundance, you should not feel bad because it's a tool that is enabling you, right, to help even more people. Now, because you've reached a certain revenue level, now you've got an ad spend budget and imagine (laughs) how many people you'll be able to reach then, right? Like people completely Mm. outside of your network. Mm. Like I know, uh, anyway. All right. (laughs) Well, that's beautiful. And it just comes down to gratitude, right? You have to, you know, conquer the nemesis to (laughs) to shame is gratitude. Like literally, like you just be grateful. And like you said, you're expanding, you're meeting more people helping more people, you're making more money, that's fine, you know. Uh, if you're going out there blowing it on pot or gambling or something, that's a different issue. <laughs> it really is. Helping. Like, that's not helping. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's so, yeah. So I think that that's, that's really interesting. And I, this is going to be episode I drop, I think, in some of the groups that I'm in, just because of the way we've kind of kind of full circled it. Like, we started out talking about religion, but as we've seen, right, religion is a, a, a people thing. It's a way it's that people. people have organized to believe exactly. or not believe certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think whether you are religious or not, spiritual or not, there are some elements in this discussion here about mindset. And even if you're not spiritual or religious, if you grew, grow up in a culture that attaches shame to prosperity and abundance, you likely have some sneaky, maybe sneaky, maybe obvious, but maybe covert issues with how you think about money. So Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, Shay, I want to just say again, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It, it's one that needs to be had and needs to continue. We should totally do a clubhouse room about oh, yeah. this. <laughs> this would be so good, but we will talk about that later. But I think that that would be a wonderful conversation to have there as well. And so, yeah, so everybody, we have put the links for Shay's social media down in the show notes, but Shay also mentioned that she does have a link for her clarity call. And so we will include that as well. But that is, I think, is a great opportunity for you to connect with Shay and explore what she what she's offering here. Like even for people who are like, oh, I'm doing good. Are you? Are you doing good mm-hmm. by your own measure? Or would, you know what I mean? Exactly. Could be doing good exactly. by Shay's measure. <laughs> I'm just saying. So That's all we have for you today, or at least all that we're going to record today, because we could probably go on and on and on and on. That's all we're going to record today. (laughs) So just, Shay, again, thank you so much for joining me today. And I cannot wait to publish this episode. Thanks, Ruthie. Everybody have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.